strings that play under the melody. I was walking for historical audio drama. The piece of music you're currently listening to is called The Fog Clears. It's uh, an instrumental interlude that I wrote for The Tower, which is an experimental audio fiction concept album. You're listening to How I Make Music, where behind-the-scenes musicians tell their own stories. We break apart a song, soundtrack, or a composition and investigate the insights into how it was made. My name is David Devereux. I'm a musician, sound designer, and audio drama producer from Scotland, and this is how I make music. Welcome to episode number 59 of How I Make Music. The fog clears, and thank you for joining. I just made a decision. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'm going to climb the tower. Your what? Yeah. The piece of music today is called The Fog Clears. It's from an audio fiction series called The Tower, which tells the story of Kiri, a young woman who one day decides to climb this infinite tower into the sky to escape her suffocating life. Are you... No one's ever reached the top? That we know of? (laughs) Maybe they didn't want to come back down. So I, I came to audio fiction from making music for films. With the, the tower, I wanted to explore the space between where music and narrative fiction overlap. Uh, one of my favourite albums is uh, Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds. Here's a brief snippet from one of his tracks called The Red Weed Part 1. I wanted to kind of do something similar, similar, similar. The idea to have an interlude it happened quite late on in production, kind of by accident. I was talking to a friend of mine who is big into prog rock and that kind of thing, and talking about concept albums. He asked if I'd listened to Dark Side of the Moon, and I hadn't listened to it in a very long time. I kind of basically wanted to copy Great Gig in the Sky. I think Great Gig in the Sky is, 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 is an incredible piece of music. It's very rare for me to write out a piece of music before I start recording. Usually I have, you know, just a couple of chords or a fragment of a melody or a particular sound that I want to play around with and then just kind of wing it from there. The majority of the soundtrack was improvised on a Wurlitzer electric piano. 
developed and arranged around those initial improvisations. Some of the tracks went off to become the main theme, and then there was uh, this piece, which is called The View, which went under a monologue in uh, episode four. Most of the instruments that I own are virtual ones. I think all of the tower was made on virtual instruments. It feels a little bit dishonest because it's like, yes, there's, it was written on a Wurlitzer piano, but it was written on a recreation of a Wurlitzer piano, you know, because it's, it's, Wurlitzers are quite difficult to track down and they're fairly expensive. Fog Clears is in the key of G minor, and it takes its structure from um, Merry Christmas, uh, Mr. Lawrence, which is a piece by Orochi Sakamoto, as its starting point. I absolutely love the piece Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. It's, it's one of my favourite kind of piano pieces. I very much wanted to try and pay homage to it while also kind of stealing from it, I guess, a little bit. The Fog Clears has three distinct sections. It has an F sus2 ostinato with a descending chord pattern, a descending melody over the same chord pattern, and a bridge section consisting of staccato eighth notes that builds to a crescendo. So the first section uh, has a repeating FSOS 2 arpeggio that's played on a very heavily filtered Wurlitzer electric piano. It's also the, the lead instrument, I guess, uh, of the tower. It's, it's used on absolutely everything. There's also a little kind of counter melody later on. Just to kind of take away a little bit from the arpeggio. Make it sound slightly less repetitive. I grew up with my uncle playing church organ. It's got such a such presence and majesty and I just wanted to put that in here just to really get that sense that something big is happening. The kind of thickness of the, the, the Wurlitzer sound kind of creates that feeling of like thick fog, that sort of slightly damp feeling you get when you're in thick fog. The fog's gone too. It's so clear up here, Chris. It's amazing. So at this point in the narrative of the tower, Kiri is is on the tower and she's she's been on it for about three days now, um, but it's covered in, in fog. 
uh, I kind of wanted it to be slightly more introspective and, and quieter, the kind of calm before the storm, I guess. There's also a couple of synths that are introduced here. Uh, there's a, a lead synth that is kind of a little ghostly, but also quite um, um, lyrical, I think. As well as some uh, beeps from uh, a recreation of a Sega Mega Drive turned into a synthesizer. Which I, I seem to use in absolutely everything. Probably the most obvious example of this is the the music for my first audio drama, uh, Tin Can. Here's a, a quick snippet from the theme from Tin Can. Uh, listen out for the uh, Sega beeping. The other thing that's added here is a very echoey chiptune synth. It's a, a recreation of the sound chip from the original Nintendo Entertainment System. For an example of this kind of sound and why I think it's very effective, here's uh, a piece called A Chorus of Tongues from the game Hyper Light Drifter, and the music is by Disasterpiece. We then move into the crescendo, and I wanted this piece to be very, very big. I wanted to reveal the, the tower in its grand scale. The image was that the clouds were clearing above and, and around Kiri, and the tower going on forever above her, and, and the world spreading out in front of her as far as you can see as the fog completely clears. It's meant to be this sort of very dramatic, uh, Studio Ghibli esque moment. It's more or less entirely on staccato eighth notes, very much that dramatic, cinematic string sound that we're all very used to hearing now. There's a, a cello, and a violin, just to kind of add to that cinematic sound and really kind of build. So there's also a very strange instrument called a mellotron. And it worked on the principle of playing tape loops. So it's, it's essentially a very early sampler. So you could record a sound and then it would play that sound back, but you could play it across the whole keyboard. In this case, it's playing a combination of strings and choir. And then you have the finale. Kiri now sees everything. She sees the tower kind of going up into the sky and then the world beneath her stretching out and it all kind of hits her at once. All the instruments from the bridge, everything's here now. <laughs>
as the melody descends, the, the, the energy starts to drop and it kind of tapers down towards the outro, just, just as Kiri kind of takes it all in and processes and kind of calms herself. Kind of representing Kiri herself finding peace as she, she finds the strength to carry on her journey. That's about it for this week's episode, number 59, The Fog Clears, by me, David Devereaux. We'll listen to the full track in just a moment, but before we do that, thank you for listening to How I Make Music. Catch new episodes of How I Make Music on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. There is a link to download or buy this track in the show notes. You can find The Tower wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find the entire series and its soundtrack on tincanaudio.bandcamp.com. There are links to the track, the show, and everything else that we make in the show notes. And now, here's The Fog Clears in its entirety. My name is David Devereaux, and thank you for listening.
Strings that play under the melody. I just walk in for historical audio drama. 